0: What's going on, travelers? Thank you for listening to the third episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and I have a special guest with me today, Island XD. How are you? Oh, special guest.
1: Hey, how you doing, everybody? Hello, hello,
0: hello. What's going on? How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, Thank you for asking. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you for inviting me. This is pretty awesome. Uh, I'm just chilling, just having a good time and... Talk about some Genshin-related stuff, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Nice, nice. I didn't ask you on our previous call. Yeah. Is this your first time like recording for a podcast?
1: I, not live, yeah. So it is a little bit different. I did do podcasts before, but it was live, but that's like a little bit different Mm. environment. But yeah, this is first time recording.
0: Nice. So yeah, that's a little bit more like streaming than anything.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different.
0: Cool, cool. So we got a show lined up for you guys today. Uh, Some news articles, some I know people are more happy about than others. Uh, So we're going to go over some known bugs and issues. Going to have some music articles related to the second uh, original soundtrack for Inazuma that was released on the 13th. And then we'll cover the phase two stuff. We'll go into a break after that. And we'll talk about the in-game events and the Archon story chapter uh, that came out with 2.6 in the Chasm.
1: Oh, the juicy story chapters. Ooh, yeah.
0: Ooh. And I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Oh, that's going to be... Mm, I have a lot to say, oh, but sure that's going to be like a three-hour conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So we'll start with the known bugs and issues, uh, which there are no open known bugs and issues that they're actively working on that we already didn't talk about in a previous episode. So these are fixes, basically, from the 8th to the 14th. And the first couple fixes on the 8th, they fixed an issue under certain circumstances. We're clicking on the go-to quest in the Chasmic Serpent Events Overview page. would not locate the corresponding world quest. They also fixed an issue... Where after the serpituous seven-star seal sundering world quest is completed, the go-to quest button is still displayed on the chasmic, chasmic serpent event overview page. It's pretty minor. They fixed uh, another issue where the world quest a Quiet a day in Leeway Harbor. Necessary procedures and the commission quest so-called work could not be completed when the NPC Nervous Ann is occupied. That's got to be really annoying. Can't even complete your commissions for the day. Hmm fixed an issue on iOS devices where the Chasm underground mines region has a small probability of being overexposed. I I guess that's like the the boundary. Oh. Might be uh
1: brightness? I'm not sure. When they say overexposed? Yeah,
0: it doesn't it doesn't say, it doesn't elaborate at yeah. all. Um I did notice though when I was playing it uh, last night that when Parts of the chasm underground would open up a lot of the, there was a lot of like red boundary that was opening up.
1: Oh, you think that's, they're talking about that?
0: Yeah. Where it should have just been like covered up by like that, like the dark starry color filler, whatever you want to call it.
1: It sounds like when they say overexposed, I, I, maybe, I'm not sure because it's like they're talking about specifically for iOS, Android, or not Android, Apple devices. So it might be just lighting, but you might be right. I'm not sure.
0: They uh, also fixed an issue where the animation effects were abnormally absent when unlocking the map of the Enconomia region. Fixed an issue in traditional Chinese where a part of text was missing in the World Quest the Heavenly Stones debris. They also fixed an issue in traditional Chinese where there are errors in parts of the text of the quest item. Uh, I am I am terrible with pronouncing this NPC's name. Shichong, Shichong's yeah, letter, yes, thank you. Um, and I could not; I just kept calling her the sick girl.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing. I didn't like. <laughs> I don't know how to say this person's name. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Fixes an issue in Korean whereby there is a localization error concerning the description of Kamisato Ayato's elemental burst. In his character introduction for his test run event. Uh, They fixed an issue in Korean where there was missing pieces of text and parts of several world quests. Uh, Nikolai's letter. The book A Legend of Swords 4. The stories of the artifacts Calabash of Awakening and Soul Sent Bloom. And the story of the weapon Haran Gipakufutsu. Oh, that had to affect you. Especially with that lore. (laughs) <laughs> not uh maybe but i don't
1: i don't usually use korean unless i'm when i'm playing so that was okay but gotcha. thank god they fixed it because i do refer back to korean translations every now and then
0: yeah fixed an issue in spanish whereby there are missing pieces of text and parts of the story of the weapon harangue Pakafutsu. also fixed an issue in vietnamese whereby there are missing pieces of text and parts of the book Uh, Tokyo Alley Tales 2 and the story of the weapon Thundering Pulse. And last one for the 8th, they fixed an issue in Indonesian, Portuguese, Russian, and Vietnamese whereby there are errors in the text of the Archon Quest Memories of Intivat. Nice, nice. Yeah. So then we have uh, another fix for the 11th of this month where they fixed an issue where the event item could not be obtained after completing the World Quest The Floor Courtyard Part 1 in co-op mode. Uh, They also said we will address accounts affected by the above quest issue and implement a fix within 24 hours. So that is fixed now. So if you guys are having trouble with that, you do not need to worry. You can complete your world quest now. And they had a few fixes on the 14th. So just two days ago as of this recording. But when this comes out, it'll be four days. Uh, The updated resources related to subsequent events. So probably pertaining to the Iridori festival. They fix an issue when playing the game on some iOS devices whereby after a character triggers the Spiral Abyss, Blessing of the Abyssal Moon, Sheet Ice Moon effect, there is a probability that the game screen would display abnormally. Optimizes the instructions related to the objective, go to the designated location to investigate in the Archon Quest, in the depths, and unexpected reunion. And last but not least, they fix an issue where there are some environments in World Quest where the models would collide abnormally. For example, the models of some, some NPCs, opponents, and objects would sink into the ground, and some attacks from the Kamujima cannon would fail, etc. And it's funny because I noticed and this was fixed mm. that I mentioned, but I did notice there the NPC I can't remember their name. They're kind of they're with the adventure team with the sick girl. But I don't remember his name, but he's talking to you, saying, like, "Oh, she's gonna do whatever she wants." He was like clipped in the cliff, and he was just <laughs> like turning like it
1: was really weird. that's funny,
0: um, so yeah, those are the known bug issues that were fixed since we last recorded our second episode, so you guys no longer have to worry about that. Hopefully, it didn't affect you too much. I myself didn't really experience anything in-game other than, like I said, that one character who was just kind of turning around in a circle. But yeah, those are the known bugs and issues. I'm sure they'll have tons more coming out with the new uh, update this coming weekend. Yeah, never-ending fixes. Always. All right. and for our second bit of news, we had the Song of Innocence Inazuma chapter, original soundtrack album 2 was released. Uh, This was the Through the Miss theme. It was a music video uh did you get a chance to watch it did you look at it at all yeah it's that short one right yeah it's it's pretty cute it's got uh a kid's choir from shanghai yeah
1: i listened to it like earlier today actually Mm -hmm. yeah i was vibing actually i was like oh this is cool i can just relax to it i really liked it yeah
0: and it was beautiful they did on a beach the harp was massive (laughs) and i'm like
1: the funding (laughs) yeah
0: um, so if you guys want to check that out, that is on Genshin Impact's YouTube channel. And it's also in the Islands of the Lost and Forgotten original soundtrack that got released as well, which is our next bit of news. Islands of the Lost and Forgotten is the second Inazuma chapter album. So that Song of Innocence, that track will be on, on this album. Uh, that's now available. You can listen to that on... Spotify, Apple Music, and on YouTube. The album is uh, three discs, Isles of Serenity and Amnesia, Beneath the Abyssal Depth, and Battles of Inazuma 2. And it features 60 remarkable tracks produced by the Hoyo Mix team and co-produced by Sony Music Entertainment Japan. Each one an original composition from Genshin Impact.
1: I was listening to some of it. Right. It's three. I didn't realize it was three discs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it was like 40 minutes long, I think, for a couple of them and like 20 minutes long for the last one. I was listening to it and I'm like, okay, these are all the songs that I think they're all the songs that were from the game right inside the game itself. Yeah, most of it. And I was waiting for this for a while because they always do this. They let these release at the tail end of the region, not in the beginning, so the whole time I'm like playing the game, I kind of want this soundtrack, and then I'm sitting here until like the region almost ends, kinda. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. I was just listening to it, and it takes me back. Like I'm back in the game. It was cool.
0: Yeah, I I enjoy listening. Sometimes I feel like my music either cuts out, or like I can barely I can barely hear the music in between combat. So yeah, a lot of the times I will put put the, that music on and listen to it while I'm playing.
1: I will say, yeah. Some of the times when I'm fighting, the battle music kicks in. I'm like, oh, let's go! This is hype. And then I kill them too fast, and then they kind of go away. The music itself. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can And then sometimes I just bully Hillichurls and run around in circle just to listen to the music more. <laughs> but it's Armin. nice they got it. Yeah, they got it in the disc format now. Thank goodness.
0: Yeah, uh, the music's beautiful. I really liked all the uh, Inazuma music. It's probably one of my favorites. That's why I use a lot Same. of their styled music f- for the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. It's I love that they do this, um, and it's like completely free, right, on YouTube or mm-hmm. whatever. So yep, I I'm I'm very happy about this one.
0: I would support, honestly. I would buy it.
1: Same. I really wanted to buy them and have actually like a physical version, right?
0: It'd be so cool to have them on vinyl too. Oh, we're going old school. I love it i would do it i would i would shell all my money yeah
1: i mean coming from like like audio music background i know the difference between the two and it's just i I would love it too it's great
0: all right so if you guys want to check that out again that's on spotify apple music and genshin impact officials youtube channel and now we'll go over the phase two events that are going on in 2.6 Uh, Still on Zephyr of the Violet Garden. And the first one we're going to cover is the Event Wish, the Heron's Court, which is Ayaka's first rerun. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And she'll be released alongside Sayu, Razor, and Rosaria. How do you feel about Mm. this?
1: I will say... You plan on pulling for Ayaka? I will say... The Ayaka rerun is very cool. I, I think a lot of people are waiting for her. It is a rerun, and it is not a new character, so there's obviously that. But, you know, some people are diehard fans for certain characters. And Ayaka's really cool. I love her, like, character design. I even have her myself, and it's really cool, like, even how she's played. The four-star characters that come with Ayaka's banner, I think it's actually not that bad because is really cute. Razor, a lot of people like Razor, and some people don't have, like, constellations for Razor. And then Rosaria, maybe not so popular, but I really like her design. I'm looking at this in a very design perspective, by the way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's actually rather good. If you are planning to get Ayaka, you actually have some, like, I would say Sayu Razor and Rosaria are pretty rare to show up on banners. So I think that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I know, I know I saw a lot of people were happy that Razor was on the banner because they don't have constellations right. like you mentioned. Um, wasn't Sayu already on a banner, though, just recently? Oh, maybe. I can't remember but which I mean, one.
1: What can you go with? Sayu, this Lily Pichu. Everybody loves Lily Pichu.
0: <laughs> yeah, is Sayu so cute, Oh, too? and
1: then the, well, I guess we'll talk about this later, but she showed up in the festival, so it's pretty hype.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Yep. We'll talk about that so the these this wish duration will be from the 19th of this month. so let's see today's Saturday the 16th so that's Tuesday and that'll be around six o'clock server time that's 6 o'clock p.m. It'll run through May 10th and that'll end at let's see 1459 so that's 4 p.m. I think.
1: Uh, I actually have no idea because these times always confuse me. Okay,
0: yeah. So 18 is 6. So f- oh, 2, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Yeah, 15.
1: Where? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep. This is the server time, right? Your own server time? Yeah, that's time? server time. Okay.
0: Uh, so you guys can start saving up your primos for Ayaka. I, I personally, I, I skipped her once. I'll skip her again. <laughs> No. Oh, we gotta save for Yolan.
1: Oh goodness. Uh, this is okay. Yeah, fair Which, enough. Which by the
0: way, we'll we'll talk more about Yolan. But yeah, if you guys are interested in pulling for Ayaka, save up your primos the 19th at 6 o'clock server time. And now we're on to the more uh what's the word I'm looking for? The more juicy Yeah, the more juicy <laughs> uh the more juicy banner. The event wish epitome invocation. This is the Weapon Banner, Miss Splitter Reforged, Mm -hmm. the Sword Weapon, and the Unforged Claymore. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So. What's your thoughts? Tell me, give me your thoughts first. I want to (laughs) know. Why? (laughs) Why indeed. Why? No, no, I don't think... Okay, okay, go on first. Go on. I want to hear what you say.
0: I would have rather them just ran the previous banner all the way through. What was the previous one? I don't remember. That was
1: Ayato's. Uh, Yeah, but what was the weapons? So this one's 19.
0: It was the bow.
1: I found it. Okay, so previous ones were the elegy for the end, and then the Ayato sword, the Haran Okay, you know, they should have kept that, honestly. Yep. I will say, the mist splitter is actually a really good weapon. It's just terrible when you put that with something that nobody wants. That's the problem, right? That's why everybody's just kind of like, oh, goodness.
0: Yeah, and I started to like look up like, oh, you know, why are people so upset about this banner? And... I realized, oh, it's the Unforged. Like, nobody likes this weapon.
1: I I don't think it's a bad weapon. It's just, even if you have it, who are you going to put it on? Because I was curious, and I looked up what it did, like, like, st- stat-wise. Not really stat-wise, but, like, the effects of it. It had something to do with, like, shield, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? <laughs> what character's two-handed sword... I guess Beto Ito does Ito have shields?
0: So he doesn't have shields as far as like skills and burst. It's just Just like a uh, passive thing? Yeah, so the elemental if you have somebody with Ito and you use like a different element, it it will create a shield when you use uh it should I think it creates a shield when you use his skill or his burst.
1: So in a very... right, it's that
0: geo reaction.
1: Okay, so it's like, it's very copium, <laughs> as in, it's very situational, I suppose. Like if you're trying to make this work, you need like a geo party and like get shield Chrysalis. or I guess you don't even really need geo party, but like, I don't know. It just looks like a geo weapon, right? Just out of aesthetics.
0: It 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 does. I I'll be honest. I don't really have a whole lot of experience with the five-star weapons because i only have like two yeah because i don't really pull on the weapon banner i just but from from what i heard people just aren't happy with the weapon that it's alongside it's not like primordial jade cutter and or uh wing jade spear yeah i know people were super happy about that
1: definitely the problem is the mist splitter is fine i don't think anybody cares about the mist splitter it's just the
0: second weapon that
1: causes everybody's Mm -hmm. grief
0: yeah. Um uh, I think people would I I think a better choice would have been the Wolf's gravestone. Do people still want that? I mean, razors in there, isn't that oh, like true. one of razors like preferred well, five stars?
1: I will say that weapon is better than the unforged. So, I mean, yeah, sure I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But and you know what's even worse? It's the Mist splitter again. It's fine. Yes, the second weapon, the Unforge, is not a good look, but the four star weapons that come with it. Oh my goodness! It's like, why do I want any of this? Yeah, and the bell seems to never go away.
0: And I have i I could probably have like two of those at R five by now. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's it's basically a spend money get Mist splitter, but. Good luck with all the other extra stuff that you probably never use.
0: Yeah. So, the four-star weapons that are alongside the Mist Splitter Reforged and the Unforged Claymore are the Favonius Sword, the Bell, which is the Claymore, Favonius Lance, Favonius Codex, which is the Catalyst, and the Warbow, which will receive mm. a huge drop rate boost, unfortunately.
1: Huge! <laughs> huge! Oh, ugh. I don't like any of those weapons.
0: Yeah, neither do I.
1: The bow is not oh, bad, I, but I mean, you, you there's so many of those bows now. You probably, if you yeah. pull at least like, you know, you get those a lot in just regular pulls when you get weapons, like on the other banners. Yep. So it kind of sucks.
0: Uh, those are the two new banners coming out in phase two of 2.6. And now we'll talk about some of the in-game events that are going to be coming out. Let's go. So... First event will be the Vibro Crystal Research event. They talked about this in the 2.6 preview, the live stream. Uh, during the event, we're going to help Fontaine, a Fontaine researcher who has come to Leeway to study the harmonic motion between gems known as Vibro crystals. Uh, we'll complete this challenge to obtain rewards such as Prima gems, Hero's Wit, weapon ascension materials, Mystic enhancement, or you—you you gotta have that. You can't get any <laughs> more. You can't get enough. And Mora.
1: <laughs> Shoot, yo, those Enhancement Ores. Oh. Throw that on the Unforged, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. Anyways. That,
0: that was the real setup. Yeah. If you want to be eligible for this event, make sure you guys are adventuring 28 or above, and you want to complete the Part of the Archon Quest "Right of Parting in Chapter 1, Act 3, A New Star Approaches. The event will run from the 21st of April and that'll run to the 5th of May. I know they showed a little bit about this in the live stream. It's it's cool. It'll it sounds very similar to helping the that like world quest in Inazuma where you help him like drag the Fatui out of that area.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah.
0: about? But hey, primo gems, heroes wit, mora, I'll take it. The next event is the Leyline Overflow event. I think this is something that gets everybody excited about. Best
1: event. Yeah.
0: Uh, during the event, you'll successfully challenge a Blossom of Wealth or a Blossom of Revelation and consume Original Resin to double your rewards. You can do this up to three times a day. And it looks like we'll have exactly a week with this event. It'll run from the 28th of April and it'll go to the 5th. And yeah, I know I need the... Uh, the adventure experience, so... Or the, uh, I'm sorry, the hero's what? Yeah, yeah, that.
1: yeah. Uh, I, it was funny. My friend, also content creator, he was saying that this has been pretty common in every patch, right? This specific event.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now at this point, if it's not in every patch, this event by itself, it's I feel like it's going to cause problems. Because everybody needs this, no matter what. And it's just
0: they need it more now than ever because of the double banners.
1: That's right. And I'm so glad that they are bringing this back every patch. We'll see what happens in the future, but I hope it's a very consistent thing.
0: I agree. And the last event that is happening in the phase two portion of 2.6 is the Marvelous Merchandise event. Uh, Liban will randomly provide travelers with seven different types of box of marvels. Uh, Travelers can preview the contents of each box of Marvels before opening them. Rewards may also differ for each player according to their game progress. Travelers can enter other players' worlds to exchange for their desired box of Marvels' rewards. Travelers can only get up to one chance per day to submit materials. Note that when the rewards refresh daily, the opportunity to submit materials, if unused, will be lost. So make sure you guys claim those. Um, you can get Prima Gems, Hero's Wit. Mystic Enhancement Ore and Mora from this event. Uh, to be illegible, make sure you guys are Adventure Rank 12 or above. And yeah, you give Liban some materials. He'll give you a nice little present box themed off of uh, the different elemental slimes. And if you do this a total of five times, you may open a Mega Box of Marvels, which provides travelers with the re- rewards that I mentioned before.
1: So, Liban. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Elvis. Elvis is back. Yeah. He... Dude, every time I see this guy, the only thing in my mind is, oh my goodness, is Elvis. <laughs> I think this event's kind of underwhelming. I I, I, I see where you're coming from, yeah. I must, dude, sometimes I forget this event is happening and I don't even do it. Yeah. The first couple times, wasn't this the same dude that gave us the Sealies or was that somebody else? Oh, it's probably somebody else, isn't it?
0: I think it was somebody else.
1: Okay, yeah, this
0: at least you get Primo gems. Yeah, this event it was not that long ago that we had this event too, and I think we had it a pretty close to the wind trace event. Yeah, they come
1: they you they do this event like every now and then. I think this is like the third or fourth time he came back. But I yeah. will say every time he does come back, he does give us a little bit of lore. Like pertaining Ooh. to Fontaine stuff, if I remember correctly. So that was cool, but other than that, I'm like, uh.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm. I did not know that, or I didn't pay attention. I. It was probably something that I was. You know, I just logged in, grabbed my box, and yeah, see ya.
1: Because. I, obviously, I overanalyze things, but, I. You know, I think when you talk to them, there are different dialogue options. And then, you know how you can, after the trading is done, you can talk to them again kind of thing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I remember, but who knows? Maybe they got rid of it. Not sure.
0: I want these Animo slime or the, not the Animo slime, but the slime present boxes in my teapot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're cute. The Dendro one looks so good. They're cute.
0: All right, so those are the events that are going on in the phase two portion of 2.6. And I think we'll take a break here before we jump into the Iridori Festival and Archon story discussion. Let's go. And yeah, super excited to talk to you about that. And we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. We are back from our break, and now we're getting into the heavy stuff. We'll start with the Iridori Festival. The lore. Yes. So, we can talk a little bit about the events that went in the game, but they were kind of just, I felt like filler to me. That's kind of how most of them feel, at least. Uh-huh. Um They were cool. I like the Ikebana stuff. More stuff for my teapot. I love it. If only I could put it down right now. They did a really good job i thought with the parrying mechanic in the clash of lone blades
1: parry oh parrying mechanic you know I, ha- I haven't done that portion but i've seen people do it it looks sick
0: yeah it was it was interesting um i'm surprised you didn't take part in it because you i'm slacking did you did you see who the last fighter is wait is this event over okay so I, this is why i'm surprised because it it has a lot to do with the lore um kind of when did it happen oh no you can still do it so oh
1: yeah oh okay yeah yeah i'll probably still do it yeah I but i haven't done have, that part yet
0: you have close to probably like a week i think left okay but i'm not gonna spoil you if you don't know who the last fighter is
1: i appreciate that yeah I'd. it's love to really it good out. dude it's really good <laughs> If I were to guess, you don't have to say yes or no, but child, but I'm not sure. Who knows? Okay, he's always into these things.
0: Yeah, he he is right. He likes to fight. Yeah. Um, so no, the events were really cool. I really liked them a lot. The poem one was kind of boring. Mm. You just took pictures of stuff, and, and what most...
1: you thought that was boring? I mean, why does my I know what you mean? I know what you mean. The... It's yeah. It's like it's it's almost too simple. And it was, feels like it's kind of a time sink. Mm-hmm. However, it was fun because you not... See, the point is, these events, at least this is the way I look at it. I'm sure a lot of people want primos and they want to get it done and get it over with, right? I went in and I tried to take some crazy random picture. <laughs> that was the whole goal. Just the weirdest, awkwardest pictures. And that kind of made it... Maybe I just kind of made it fun <laughs> for me rather than just... Doing it for the primos, I suppose, and that was pretty interesting. It was fun.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, and I, I, I think a part of my problem with it was that I was just kind of running through it to catch up with everything because right, I was I so far that. behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and like I said, a lot of the pictures, my my character's head was just like in the way. <laughs> it was yeah, but the story. I want to hear your thoughts. Edoiri festival. Yeah. Um. Okay.
1: So there are four parts of the main section of the quests, and then there are four side quests. Um, the way they did it was first day, the first section of the main quest opens up and then there's a side quest associated with it. And then when the next part opens up, it's the second part with the second side quest, and then the third part and the third side quest., it, I liked how they're pacing it personally because I don't like to rush content. But a lot of people were frustrated that they couldn't do it all in day one. And I get that. I think mm-hmm. there's justifications for both. Um, but because I took it like one at a time, basically, or like over a course of a couple few days to do everything. Um, you know, essentially, I was forced to do it that way because that's how they trickle and It's like drip marketing, I suppose, in a way. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun because these quests were not short. They were... Not super long, but they weren't super short. It was like I felt it was just the right amount just to get invested in that section of the event, that one portion. And then process it and then wait for the next one kind of deal. Granted, I did some of them back to back to back, but that's because I was streaming. But when I did take a break between like the first half and the second half, because I did it over a couple stream sessions... It was a lot of fun. And then the interaction between the characters, the world building that they do always, it, it, it's just, I enjoyed it so much. I asked people what they thought about it before I started it, because some people already did some. I asked them, like, what's your thoughts on it without spoiling me? And everybody was saying they really enjoyed it. And I was kind of skeptical until I did it. And yeah, I love it.
0: I thought it was super fulfilling. Yes. And they added so much backstory to the characters mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, this is like huge spoiler warning right here. If you guys haven't done the 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 event and if you didn't do the event, you're going to miss out cuz the one thing that Hoyoverse likes to do inside Genshin Impact is they love to lock lore behind timed events in game that you don't get to revisit. Oof. So skip I'll have timestamps in the episode description, but spoiler warning: everything from here on out is going to be you know related to the story. But man, they added a ton of character development for Kazuha.
1: That was surprising. I did not expect that, honestly.
0: Yeah, and tying him to like and his family's hardships all the way back to the past was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. It almost made Kazuha. And I know from like the main Archon quest when we are first arrived in Inazuma, it, it like it it you can see where he came from almost like you can see like, you know, he's kind of like a he's a like criminal in the beginning. And then you can see like in the past, he had like didn't have an easy life. So right, like, right, right. I thought that was really cool. I see the resemblance bef- between Kazuha and his uh his great grandfather. Yeah, they uh they look very identical. Same uh same hair color yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, it's grandpa. Mm -hmm. Right, because there was there was two individuals. I mean, near the end there was a cutscene. There was a great grandpa, and then there was a grandpa. I think they were both in there.
0: Oh yeah, but didn't they look the same? They look just the one with
1: the the one with the white hair. Yeah, (laughs) they look similar.
0: He, he did a little, but then there was like I don't know if it was great grandpa. Oh, like, maybe
1: it was the grandpa, the younger-looking version. Yeah, I I don't know. Just... I don't know who who. I actually don't know which one was which. But, um, regardless, yeah, the whole thing about the kazuo's backstory being a little bit flushed out, that was shocking to me because that's literally the last person that I thought they were gonna be incorporating, like mm-hmm. in the story wise. Yeah. And it fits quite well, from what it seems like they're planning.
0: And, you know, later down the line, you you figure out that it's, it's Scaramooch who's behind. The Fendangle. Yeah, the Balladeer.
1: <laughs> Look, you, yeah, dude, I was streaming it. I think you were there. I was there. I was there. Oh, man, I was shooketh. <laughs> I, I did not expect that last scene. Oh, my goodness.
0: So you went in spoiler free.
1: Yeah, I had no clue. Again, the only thing that I had spoilers about maybe was like, obviously I'm on Twitter a lot and I see people talking about Scaramouche like after the events like kind of ended. But then I had no context clue because people talk about Scaramouche all the time. (laughs) And then I was like, why are they talking about Scaramouche? Whatever. So I had no idea. I thought it was just like some kind of, you know, just the fandom going crazy again. But yeah, yeah, he showed up and I was like, no shot! This is insane.
0: Yeah, and it it was really cool to see him again because you only see him for like such a brief moment, and then he's gone. It's not like child where he comes back every now and then shows his face.
1: Yeah. Um, I, when was the last time that Scaramouche showed up? I don't. Was I it? Think,
0: I think the I only know. time he shows up is when you are in that domain, and he All like right. attacks
1: you. That was the last time, and then. The took the gnosis. Yeah. Okay.
0: Dang. it's been a minute. Yep. So and I and I love that they, they kind of bring this all back around like full circle.
1: Um, I'm sure you'd caught this. This interaction or this event, I suppose, again, I was under the impression that the way that Kazo was speaking near the end, it felt like Kazo was gonna have a one on one battle with Skaramush in the future.
0: Oh, I did not catch that.
1: He says something about, Kaza says something about near the end, said, if whatever this person, this individual is planning goes against like my family and like, you know, my values of my family or friends, like something like that, then I have no problem going against this person and fighting for it.
0: That'd be super interesting. I would love to see that. That'd be epic. One thing I did want to touch on, and I thought it was super funny, was when they're looking for the clues inside of Kazuha's, like storage container, you want to yeah. call it, and they're like, oh, we need water to reveal what's on the paper. And then someone goes, there's a pond outside, and Singcho is just standing there all useless, <laughs> and I'm like, Yo, Singcho, just use your skill real quick, bro. No, like,
1: man. It's probably some special water, yo. It's, it's, the vision water don't work, man. Come on. It's got to have, like, fish in it. It has to be, like, you know, like...
0: <laughs> natural, all-natural, organic, yeah, that's right. the vision water.
1: The vision water is too, too pure. It wouldn't work. <laughs> that's hilarious, though. Wow, I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, and he's just standing there. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the glass of water... When you splash it on the canvas, you just, like, pull a glass of water, like, yeah. out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> that is funny, because, like, later, I did use Barbara on the canvas, and it clearly worked. So I'm, now I'm wondering, okay, vision water works. Why did Xingqiu just sit there?
0: Yeah, uh, but that was a super nice touch, I have to admit, them adding that. Um, and, yeah, a lot of people were like, how did how does Albedo know what Scaramouche looks like? And, man, they just, like, they cover everything. They cover, like, Hoyoverse covers all their bases. There's, like, little to no gaps, I feel like. Wait, how does he know? So, uh Ayato, he talks to, Albedo talks to Ayato.
1: Right. And Ayato tells him. Oh, like, the description of the person. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember if it's Ayato or Albedo, but one of them says that they talk to the other. I'm got pretty it. sure Albedo says he talks to Ayato. Or he says he talks to somebody, and then you find out that that somebody at the end is Ayato. Right, right. And you got super unlucky. You just talked to right, you went right to Ayato.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, I, I don't remember who it was. I thought it was, yeah. Uh, You know, that portion where all the NPCs are standing and you have to go find who the one that planned this whole thing was. Mm-hmm i didn't think it was ayato actually i had no idea and yeah that's the first person i talked to and i just skipped out on everybody else's dialogue sadly
0: you're not missing anything
1: oh okay that's good
0: yeah i got super unlucky and i was like well it's got to be ayato because he's the only one left i actually was walking around i I, you know i didn't actually understand Mm. what was going on because i thought that i was gonna see i was looking for someone hiding because oh like god, yeah. Because yeah. the NPCs didn't have like a quest marker over their head or like anything like that. There was just the the yellow circle on the map, right? So I'm like going up on top of roofs, climbing in the tree, <laughs> think I'm gonna find somebody like hiding.
1: This, was, you know, this is what Genshin does to you. Now everybody starts overthinking. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but the event was beautiful. I really liked it. The only thing I wish was that they added like a final cutscene. Because they didn't do that. Yeah,
1: I was expecting it, but it never came. And like was... a beautiful
0: one, like the lantern, right? That was magnificent,
1: right? Um I will say, probably the budget went to the Danes' leaves our conquest.
0: <laughs> Good segue. Uh,
1: well, sure, that is the next part. But before we do move on, I do want to touch up on one thing. Um. The side quest for the Iridori festival, all of them, oh my goodness, yeah. it was phenomenal. I had so much fun with the side quest.
0: The Sara one was my favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was fun with the the figure. The oh, sorry, the statue.
0: The statue, God of Thunder. <laughs> I can't remember all the words to
1: it. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. That one, the Ito one, the Klee one, and what was the one more? Goro. It Kokomi? was the the. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. all pretty funny. And it was very yeah, enjoyable. They, I they loved it all. They
0: did add a little bit more character to them. The Cleese was so adorable.
1: I know. I was... Dude, I couldn't it breathe. It was
0: so adorable. I loved every second of Cleese. Ito's was... I kind of like... It's not. It's something I kind of expected. I wasn't like super surprised. Like Ito just trying to be a big yeah. shot, which I love. But... And then he like... <laughs> Gets sent to the hospital. <laughs> never goes back. I can't wait for that to come back. I hope they talk about that. Which you you know usually they're good they're good with keeping recurring stuff coming back in like future events or right. stories. But yeah, we don't have a story quest for Ito, do we? Oh yeah, we did. I right think Ido, we
1: did. Right? We, did. Yeah. we did the
0: Oni Kabuto. Yeah, it flight. was
1: that one was fun too. Yeah. Yeah, the Beatles. So, Dainsleif
0: Archon quest. Mm,
1: okay, now we're going oh, to yeah. the juicy lore. it was short it was a little bit shorter than the other art conquests. uh however the premise of the whole archon conquest for danesleaf the most recent one the pr- it was kind of like there was a foundation within the entire chasm itself so i look at it as in yes the Archon quest by itself was pretty short, but the chasm was the building blocks of that Archon quest, and it was pretty lengthy, if you really think about it. And I enjoyed it, uh, but the biggest thing I would say I guess the mo- I guess the biggest thing that stood out for me from this Archon quest was Hoyo versus finally putting this story into the next gear.
0: Yeah. And I I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, because it, the touch- mm-hmm. it touched up on a lot of things. Um, but one of the biggest things that Hoyoverse is very good at is pulling on your, pulling on your emotional heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And this did it pretty well. It wasn't crazy, crazy emotional, but I'm sure everybody who's done it, they're like, "Yo, know, this is sad. You know what I mean? And the whole thing about why it's sad is because before... I don't know how long everybody's been playing the game, but the main premise for farming is going around killing hillichurls And that's like,
0: oh, it it as soon as that happened, I thought about like, man, how many times have I just been like, it's so easy to kill them, <laughs> especially when like you're, you're you know, you're like you're level 90 and your weapons, you know, level 90 and you're like, oh you can just take out a whole crowd of Hillitrills in one shot. yeah, One charge shot. And it, and then I just do it. I'm like, they're there. I might as well. I'm going to need these masks later. <laughs> and now I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to spare the next couple trolls I come across.
1: There was one thing that was very uh, cryptic in the quest that I remember. It stands out very clearly for me because I was so curious. Somewhere in the dialogues throughout the quest... It's, the whole quest in the basic sense was how there was a curse and his quote-unquote old soldiers or friends turned into these beings, right? Mm-hmm. As well as the humans of Conria turning into trolls, right? But then he suggested that these beings that turned are not sentient. Daneslave, right? And But he talks about how compared to them, for Daneslave himself... He was able to stay sentient and kind of like keep his human identity because he had something special. And he said something about it. I don't know what this it is. He said something like, because I had it, I did not fully turn and I was able to remain sentient. And I'm like, okay, Hoyoverse, you're doing this again. What is this it? You're probably not going to answer me. We'll probably have to wait two years. Mm-hmm. But that was that stood out for me a lot, and you know I'm super lore lore interested, so it was it was quite interesting.
0: So do you think he has a gnosis? I don't know.
1: I honestly I would say no, but I can never hundred percent like, un, like I don't have proof to prove it. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: I always feel like whenever they do something like this, where. They are. They send a cryptic message like that, and they say it. It's always something that we've seen before, or has been mentioned before. Right. But we just don't. It's been mentioned so far back, or has been mentioned so little that you just can't. You just won't, wouldn't expect it. But then I. I feel like it always ends up being something brand new that like you never would have guessed.
1: I'm. I really wonder how long it's going to take for them to like give us some more answers. Because they do give mm-hmm. us quite a bit of answers every time these Archon quests happens. It's just they're leaving us more questions. That's the problem, right? Mm. But that's probably why it's so good, the story, the way it's developing. Because you get some answers, but now you're more confused. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I have to play the next part to find out. Yep. How do you feel about it?
0: Um... It was short, like you mentioned, and before I jumped into it, you did say it was pretty short, and I I liked it a lot more. I was just really excited to see Dane's Leaf, and I was kind of, like, on this. I kind of feel like Dane's Leaf is a villain, though.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: And I can't help but think that the sibling that we're trying to find is actually good, but because she's working with the Abyss Order she's just painted as this villain when re- in reality it's Danesleaf
1: right because the whole premise was the reason why Dainsleif separated from the sibling was because their ideals were a little bit different and the way they perceive how whether to save or just move on you know the people that turned and whatnot right that was the whole premise of the Archon Quest yeah and yeah, Danesleaf kind of felt cold, right? A little bit. like, And then the sibling was trying to still save these people that turned. So it looked like, it felt like they were quote-unquote good. But I know what you mean. The whole thing is very complicated, right? It seems like everything's all over the place.
0: Yeah, and even like when you're fighting like the second Abyss lector and th- he's like arguing with Danesleaf, and I just wanted to be like, yo, just tell Danesleaf to shut up and tell the is the Abyss lector to elaborate. Because right. I just wish that they would just talk more.
1: <laughs> so we can get some answers.
0: Yeah, and they're and instead they're just like, I'm not gonna let you get in my way of my plan. Just just say your plan. Come on. At <laughs> and this then point, just say it.
1: <laughs> the Hoyoverse dev team sitting there like,
0: Got him. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I went in thinking, okay, we're going to see, you know, the sibling and they're, and in my head, I think they're bad. And then this just kind of flopped. Right. Where I'm just like, I can't tell if Danesleaf is good and he's just being stubborn or if he's just truly bad and he's just kind of painting himself in this light that he's good when he's really not. Right. So that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that they, they even flesh out the, the little enemies, the hillitrolls, like, Oh,
1: like more story to them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I just, I just love so much that they make me feel bad for them. And I now, you know, like whenever I see a slime, I'm just like, I need to farm as many slime as I can for these, for these characters. So every time I see a slam, I kill it. And now I'm just like, dang, do I kill this <laughs> hillichurl now?
1: Because Dude, I've been saying this for about over a year. I Every time I see hillichurls in my game, because I felt that even before all this lore, that hillichurls were originally human. There were a lot of hints, but it was never proven. But I just felt that way, right? Mm-hmm. Every time I would encounter helitros, obviously, I would have to kill them for materials eventually. But I would tell my chat when I'm streaming, it's like, I'm not going to kill them. I feel bad. And I've been doing that for so long and this quest dropped and I'm like, oh, my goodness.
0: Did you stream
1: this? The Archon quest? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's funny because I don't really see a whole lot of games that make me feel bad for, like, the common enemy.
1: Hmm. <coughs> Um, I would say we talked about this yesterday, but I can't wait till you play Honkai. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, we did. We did talk about that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. And I, that's the whole reason why I feel that the Genshin game is now finally in the second gear. Like the story building wise, because they're using so many things that are conflicting. It's not very clear answer, right? Nothing. You can't tell what's good and what's bad and that was the whole premise of this game from the beginning, right? Mhm. And they're using that as a premise to pull on your heartstrings like this in multiple directions and you just feel super conflicted. But that's why the story is so good cuz you don't you can't make a decision and that's crazy. And they've been doing it more recently now and it's getting more apparent and I guess better presentation. So it's I'm hyped. I'm super hyped.
0: Yeah, and I they they talk a lot about Conria. Which I really liked. Yeah. And I, I, now I want to go. I want to go back to Conria.
1: Give it about seven years. Uh. <laughs> Bro, we're still sitting here waiting for Sumeru, all right? Dad, you know. got a long <laughs> way. <waiting. laughs>
0: so now I kind of was thinking about this too. Why is the city upside down?
1: Like, I, I, have I can't no help clue. But,
0: but feel like. Like, parts of the city are, like, coming in through the abyss portals. That's interesting. Mm. Like, I know Danesleaf mentions, like, oh, I was right on her tail. Or I was right on this abyss lector's tail, and then I was here.
1: Somebody mentioned to me a while ago that they felt like there was a connection. You know how the Danesleaf goes through the abyss portal, and, like, he talks about how it's, like, a... It's almost like a weird... um, How do you put it? Did he say it was like a network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah, he... Apparently, the Abyss portal is like a network. So there's like... If you go in, there's like multiple... I'm assuming in my brain that there's like... Access to multiple doors. But depending on what happens or what decisions made... They come out at certain doors, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody asked... Mentioned this. And I was very intrigued. They thought possibly that... The abyss network is similar to how the teleporters work in the game for us because it's connected to the ley lines, and it's similar but different in the aspect of the network of the abyss order. And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's actually pretty interesting. If they yeah. are connected, that would be crazy." But yeah, it's the whole upside upside down thing. Is, <laughs> I don't know, and as again, I wish I knew. But all I can do is speculate, and I will never be right because they will never confirm anything.
0: The only thing that makes me not feel like Danesleaf is bad is is the sheer fact that like Halfdan and the other elite guards, the royal guards, n- literally did like just like back off when he was there. So that makes me feel like okay, they respect them, but but then what? I don't. I guess Danesleaf. He doesn't want to save them unless he knows something that we don't about the device that that the Abyss Lector was using.
1: Hmm. Right now, if I had to, if I were to ask you a question, and you can only make one choice right now, mm-hmm. how you feel? You think Dang Zip is good or bad?
0: Right now, I think he's good. Okay. I think his intentions are gold. But hmm. I feel like he's just super stubborn.
1: Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from.
0: And I feel like they. HoYoVerse does uh, a lot of like real world analogies and ties to like things in their game, right? And I feel like there's a there's a part and there's a cutscene where the Abyss Lecter is using that device, and Danesleaf mentions that the Hillertrals are like in agony. Yeah, because of the curse. And and I and what I thought about was, okay, they've been under this curse for five hundred years. So, like, I feel like if you're going to, if you are really, really sick in real life and you take medicine, sometimes you get worse before you get better.
1: Ah, I see. Okay, I see. And that's kind of how I,
0: how I broke it down. And, And I get that, like, he said, oh, they're in agony. Stop him. I just can't help but feel like in the back of my mind, there's like a, there's like a twitch that tells me that Danesleaf is just kind of using us. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Because I do have a flip side opinion about it. Let's hear it. Uh, Well, maybe not. Because I do agree that he, Danesleaf himself is very stubborn. Um, As far as the... Well, I guess in my mind it's very clear how it... The way I see it... The um the Abyss Order, they were trying to use this device to get rid of the curse for these beings, right? So they can, quote-unquote, save them, in a sense. Uh, but Dainsleif was saying something like, the curse is embedded in their life source. So if you try to get rid of it, you're going to end up killing them. Hmm. And so I think what Dainsleif was saying was, if you try to help them, you're going to end up killing them anyway. So what's the point? Let's not do anything. But then the Abyss Order and the sibling, they're like, no, we still got to try. And that was the whole determining factor between the two, right? That was what the difference was. Um, Yeah, I feel like they both have good... The both sides, they have good intentions. Except the methods are just inherently different or their perspective. And to be honest, me as a third party looking into this... I like as a you know the main traveler the player the character you play it's like I can't make a decision but if I were to choose I'd probably pick the sibling because they're my sibling right mm-hmm. but that just it's a weird dynamic because that means you're like siding with the abyss order and yeah it's weird I don't know
0: yeah it it's tough and I also can't help but feel like this the sibling is keeping us out because they want to protect us Oh, yeah, I can see that. So, but then again, I, n- I don't know. It's it's kind of hard because, like I said, they, they really paint her as the villain in the beginning of the story. And it's kind of hard to come back to that and feel like, oh, she's actually good, which is what this Archon Quest does. Yeah, now we're
1: conflicted. <sighs> That's the best part about these games. They make you feel weird. You can't make a decision.
0: And you know what? Sad is that we won't see another freaking Archon quest for like <laughs> how long months. has it been? Two months? Two two or three months?
1: Yeah, probably a few months until we get the next one. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, as far as the quest is concerned, it was really good for me. If I were to rate it out of ten, I'll give it a solid nine, eight point five
0: nine. I I agree. I would I would probably give it like a good eight and a half or nine.
1: Yeah, and the cutscene at the end was epic.
0: It was. It was very nice, very touching. Um And Half Dan, no. I know. Poor Half Dan. Just holding in there, just to, to people give are making his last
1: yep. People are making a joke. It's like when they first saw him, they're like, Oh, it's full Dan. And then when he at the end he's like, No, he's become half Dan. <laughs> oh no.
0: That I'm just was like a you bad guys. Joke. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Oh uh, yeah. But I mean, we'll see. It we'll we'll probably get a little fed a little bit more throughout the story. I'm sure Sumaru. Assuming that's the next you know region that we're going to.
1: Nah, we're going to we're going to Natlan first, bro. Where are we going? <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs> don't say that. I want I want Dendro. I want it, and I need Dendro.
1: Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, more. I, a lot of different things. Obviously, there's Dendro. Obviously, there's Lore. Obviously, it's a new region. And I cannot wait to see what it looks like.
0: I can't um, help but think it's not going to be what everybody expects.
1: That would be dope. I'm always open for surprises.
0: We go to Sumeru and it's actually just like Honkai.
1: Like what? Apocalyptic? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Imagine? That would be crazy.
0: Um. So, yeah. If you guys want to, let us know on Twitter. Or send us an email about what you guys thought about the Archon quests. Uh, yeah, I super enjoyed it. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, I loved it. Now, do you have time to talk about theory crafting? How you got into that and a little bit of streaming? Sure. I don't, I don't want to run you too short.
1: No. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you if 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 y'all don't know, basically what I do is, I'm. <laughs> People know people know me as a theory crafter and a lore crafter for obvious good reason because that's how I started and that's what I still do on like my platform YouTube. Uh, but to be quite honest, I love it and I love doing it. I'll probably do it continuously. But before I started playing Genshin Impact, I hated lore. Like in any game that I played, I would skip dialogues, speed run everything. And I would mm-hmm. only play like competitive games. Um, it's funny how I got into lore because I wasn't even planning on playing Genshin Impact. I honestly, hopefully I'm not pissing people off here, but like business people. But I honestly thought when Genshin Impact trailer dropped very beginning, I thought it was Blue Protocol. <laughs> and I was planning to play Blue Protocol. That game's not even out yet. But I thought it was an MMORPG because that's what that game is, right? Mm hmm. But I tried it and it wasn't. And it wasn't even the same game. I was like, oh, I think I just got baited. But then I played for a little bit because I was kind of attracted to, like, the character design. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what kept me playing for a couple weeks. And then after a while, I don't know, the just the story itself, without me even looking into lore about artifacts or, like, books, just the way the story was progressing in the Archon Quest, it got me a little bit interested And then I started doing a little bit more research on lore stuff on, like, the Wicked page or the fandom page. And there was so much information there that was so interesting. Basically, I got my feet wet through that. And then I went kind of insane. And I fell in love with the lore. And that's how I started. First time ever. Like, actually paying attention to lore and, like, crafting
0: stuff. And so, and you got into it. And you started just digging. Oh, how, yeah. And how long do you think it took you to, to get to what you know now? Still going. <laughs> still going. You, you, like, you feel like you're still playing catch-up.
1: Yes, all the time. Because mm. the patch, every six weeks, there's so much every time. I'm all, I feel always behind. It took a lot of time to get the general idea of the whole story... Um, I think that whole story about Genshin in a very simple one-sentence way is nobody's right, nobody's wrong, and you have to make your decision through your own journey. And In a weird way, it's very philosophical. It's something that you would hear in real life as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your journey, your decisions, and you have to live with your decisions kind of thing. And I think that's what Genshin overall is representing. And it's very similar to what life and like a lot of different... Um, hints and aspects of the game kind of gave us already. But until I came to that conclusion, it took me good about two to three weeks to buckle down and like really research to understand everything. And yeah, and ever since then, my mind's been a little bit better with like catching on to these philosophical meanings of the game, but, you know, every patch there's new information like the nitty-gritty of how the lore is operating, what's going on with certain characters. It's just overwhelming, even to me, every single patch.
0: So so on that topic of new patches coming out, and, you know, you, you kind of touched on this when you were saying for a while now that the Hill of Trolls used to be human. Yeah. Are there other times where a new patch will come out and you theory-crafted or lore-crafted something that... It ends up being true? Like, does that happen a lot for you?
1: Not a lot. But sometimes they do get answered. And these are, like, not very direct way, but an overarching uh thematic way. Like, mm-hmm. the thing about how Celestia, in the very beginning, felt kind of, like, suspicious. But... Everybody kind of felt that. It's just, why weren't they suspicious, right? We didn't know. Until, so I was curious and I did a lot of research and I did theorycraft on like what Celestia is in the overall scope of things and why they're doing certain things. Like, for example, the whole thing about how, in a very basic sense, humanity gets very advanced and then Celestia wants to control it. So they press the reset button. That's why all the cataclysmic things happen, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious now, right? Given from all the lore that we have now. But in the beginning, it was a lot of question marks about that. So like in those kind of sense, the big thematic stuff, I did speculate on some of those. And it turns out, I don't want to say I was right. Because the way I see it, the hints were already there. We just didn't connect it. And then later it gets kind of, we get more hints and then it comes the picture becomes a little bit clearer. Does that um, make sense?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so those are the things. And then, yeah, the, it feels like a lot of the hints are already there. It's just a matter of connecting it in the correct way for us to have a better understanding.
0: Yeah, And but yeah, no, I agree. And it's it's a lot to digest, let alone with like the very little information that they give outside of the game. And everything is hinted. And they do a really good job at stretching yeah. the story to go over a, such a a long period of time, but make it still relevant and interesting, where it doesn't get old. Yeah, dude, or, I got
1: map props for the developer team. It's insane.
0: Yeah, and that's and like I said when you know we talked the other day, was that the the lore and the story is what keeps me coming back. I mean, the, don't get me wrong, I love the character design and and. I enjoy the combat. It's just the story is just good. And I mentioned before that like when I first started playing Genshin, I wasn't sold on the story because I I did actually end up taking a break during uh I think it was Yoimiya's banner when mm-hmm. I before I came back. And I I just wasn't in, I just didn't like the story at first because it just felt like, "Oh, I need to find my sibling it didn't seem that flushed out but then when I gave it a chance it really developed yeah into something really good
1: it's and I, I the, didn't... it's because the story like plays
0: with your feelings really yeah it's very nuanced i i I love it a lot but yeah and like I and in this archon quest i i did not I didn't expect this I don't know what I was expecting I thought like something along the, I thought we were gonna fight like an abyss version of of ourselves or like. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what I what to expect, but yeah, and you know the the defiled oh. statue. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and that was so long ago. That was when I first started playing. That you find that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. It's 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 really cool how they tie everything in.
1: Oh, there was also one big, big answer that we finally got. And I was so happy. But I don't know what to make of it yet. But at least we did get the answer. We finally got the origination of the flower on Lumine's hair.
0: Yes, you're right. We did that not was talk epic. about that. What's yeah. it called?
1: Intuvat? That was the Intu- name of the flower. Yeah,
0: Intuvat, yeah.
1: And it was originated from Conria? I yep. think yeah that was epic. I'm like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, what does this mean?"
0: Which if it if it originated from Conria, then that's like is that where we're from? See, I don't know.
1: Nothing but questions though, yeah. Uh,
0: it's almost hinted. It's it's almost like they're throwing it in your face like this is this is where you're from, but nobody knows because all the people are gone. <gasps> oh, you know what? Another thing I don't know if you realize but the bottom of our like cape is the same as Dane's leaves
1: yeah 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 I've seen that it, the thing is it it's it's hinting that right it feels like they're directly calling out that the siblings are from Conria right but mm-hmm. the thing is they're from outer outer world right so obviously we don't know the answer but this is what the story writing team does all the time they kind of hinted. And they're half right, but the other half is something you have no clue and you you wouldn't know until it's explained to you. And it's just something out there that makes sense later. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like a plot twist, but you already knew the half the answer. But the other half is a plot twist and your mind's just going to be blown open when you figure it out. And that's why we keep coming back. That's why you make theory crafting (laughs)
0: videos. I try. They're really good. I appreciate it. I enjoy Thanks. them because I don't have the the intellect that
1: you do. <laughs> to be honest, it's not about intellect. It's about time. It's more like I think a lot of people enjoy my videos because um, obviously I, I won't sugarcoat it. The quality is pretty decent, in my opinion. Uh, but on top of that. I focus a lot more on the entertainment factor than trying to get stuff right or wrong, like just trying to get it engaging enough so that people will just even if they don't disagree with this, even if they disagree with what I'm saying, it's still like the quality is good enough that they'll watch it and just to accept it for what it is. My personal opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do enjoy that aspect rather than me trying to be like write all the time or prove that i'm like the smartest or anything like that because i really don't care about that anymore
0: yeah and that's ultimately you know you want to make videos that are fun and interesting i think they're fun and interesting
1: i appreciate that
0: but yeah i still again i can't say it enough that i do really enjoy the the lore crafting videos because they makes me think about stuff in a different way that I, i normally wouldn't think right and i think prior to watching your videos i was just taking everything like at face value.
1: Ah uh, like you know without what I mean? a deeper like exactly insight or different perspective.
0: hmm So now yeah. since then I kinda go in and I, I feel like now it's kind of like um it's like second nature to me to like remember certain things that happened in the past of the story. Yeah. That when new stuff happens, I'm like, oh, this might be related. Or this might be related. People often
1: make fun of me by saying I always overthink, and they're not wrong. I do overthink, but essentially that's my job. So I'm like, this is fun. I like overthinking, yeah. even if I'm wrong. It's like cool to speculate.
0: You're almost like making your own story. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, um, but again, that that's it's super awesome. The theory crafting videos are are great.
1: Dude, I you watched some of the other lore crafters and theory crafters? I know that everybody has their own perspective and that's like what we build our, I guess, brands off of. Right. Mm-hmm. I watched some of the videos. It's so cool. Cause it's just some of the stuff. It's a perspective that I never thought of. And even myself, I'm like looking at other people's thoughts. I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't think of it that way. I think that's yeah. why it's so entertaining.
0: Now I did want to ask you one other question. Yes. And I've, I've, I've heard this like thrown around and it's, Very, I feel like this is like lore crafted, but how do you feel about Kaya? I think he has a very nice.
1: I mean, you're not wrong, but his pants are too tight.
0: He's got a nice, but his pants are too tight.
1: That's my that's my answer that I give when I want to dodge lore about Kaya because I have no idea. Gotcha. He's D- so
0: mysterious.
1: Yeah, and I don't know what, exactly what he's planning, but it might be very similar to the whole concept of he's conflicted between good and bad, and like what we see of him is probably the same way. Once we find out more about him, it will be very conflicting how we felt about Dane Enthiffs' conquest. Hmm. It's like, does that make sense? Yeah. So I I don't know. I want to find out, but I'm so confused. We'll have to see. For sure.
0: All right. Well, we've reached the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing Island talk about some lore stuff regarding the Archon quest and everything that we got in the phase one portion of 2.6. Let us know again what you guys thought about the Archon chapter and what you enjoyed most about the Iridori festival. Where can uh, our listeners find you at Island?
1: Uh, I am on YouTube. Uh, Island XD. That is literally Island. And then XD, the weird boomer face looking thing.
0: <laughs>
1: and then you can find me on Twitter. Island underscore XD. And I'm very active on both of those two platforms. I do have other stuff, but not so active just yet. But if you do want to hang out, watch my videos, uh, Watch my streams. I'm on YouTube. And yeah, you'll see me there. Awesome.
0: If you guys want to support the show, you can visit us at Twitter, give us a follow, let us know what you guys think about the episodes that we've been putting out. You can also uh, listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, Soon we'll be uploading the RSS feed to other platforms. But for right now, I'm just sticking with those two platforms. You can leave us a review on Spotify. Or you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a more detailed review and give us some feedback. If you guys want to contact us directly, you can DM us on Twitter. That's at HoyoCast. That's H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. Or you can send us an email at HoyoCast at gmail.com. Again, that's H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. And this has been another episode of The Resonance. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.